0: what is this?
1: Like a a bull? What's that called? Know what this What's this called? Bull fighting? No. This is major league baseball. Or it sounds like maybe really horror dancing. I don't know. You like that music? Welcome,
2: welcome, welcome to the Bookman Cafe on a beautiful Friday. That is the entry song to oh. Edwin Diaz' ace closer for the New York Metropolitans in baseball. Why that? That is the hottest song out right now because he's living up to it this guy last What's year the, what does
1: that music mean
2: he walks in to save the game
1: uh, so it's like a bullfighter
2: so this is his theme every baseball player has a theme and i love this theme and i watched it this morning i was been playing it all morning because you know <laughs> what they say i have my little nip catcher
1: is that how you're going to spend your you weekend drinking
2: yeah and this is nice because you can fill this With Lost Harbor rum, vodka, gin, whatever you want.
1: Sounds like you're ready for a nice weekend. Happy Friday to you.
2: I am set. I can sit in front of anything right now.
1: (laughs) Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday, as they say. This set, I have to tell you, we had to go a little bit old school because as much as the TV producers tell me they like plain and black and
2: simple, it is just not my style sometimes. You have like two things going on. You got the ocean and a bird's (laughs) neck. How come I get the bird's neck? Because I got the ocean.
1: I kind of got the Why is it that I
2: always get, you ever notice, <laughs> Freddie gets the Freddie gets
1: what Dawn doesn't. Freddie gets like, Who Dawn wants this. Who put that up? Mayor.
2: Mayor, after oh, the blue, show, it I kinda It kind of goes
1: well with with mine.
2: No, no, yours goes So we well. pick
1: mine, and then we go, what goes well with Dawn's when we choose Freddie's? We were going to put that, but it was a little too big, I think, for the easel.
2: No. Pocahontas. We no. oh, did not give you Pocahontas. Is scary, I can't believe this. I look like this bird is actually reaching over me to get into the water. That's kinda
1: cool and I kinda like how the Friday is squeezed right between the two, you know? This picture behind me comes from a long time friend of ours, his artist Mark Freeman, and we moved into our last studio. You and I literally had Nothing with us except some microphones and a few cameras.
2: That was the very first one. And That's was, the OG.
1: That is the OG. And they picked it for us. I hung it up in our studio. And it happens to be my logo for New Dawn Media. And Mark was kind enough to gift this to me. And he said, one day when you can afford to pay me for this. So I'm thinking that Mark's going to be coming to work with us a little bit. So he's going to be helping replace some of the artwork in our studio. So I'm excited about that. So I yeah. thought we had to play uh, pay homage to an oldie but a goodie.
2: And it's funny because Mark actually did some episodes because he was good enough on the mic. He had a show where he used to interview all of the artists. And there was like 112 artists in that building.
1: That was a whole lot of fun. So more to come as we're getting into fall. You know, we had to get through summer. Man, has it been a summer. This summer for business, for us, started in May. Normally June, May 1st, it was like, I don't know what happened, but we got through it, as they say. We're moving into September. I cannot even believe it.
2: But the funny thing is that people now are moving into Florida. They bought houses during the mad rush. So if you saw what happened this morning, driving to here took almost an hour. It was backed up all the way. Con- it, all did. the arteries were backed up. It looked like Manhattan.
1: I had a feeling. I heard 95 and Yamada was closed and I thought, uh, Friday's going to get stuck
2: in traffic. I was stuck in traffic for almost an hour. And that was just getting to Clintmore. When you go to Congress, up to your model, forget about it. I gonna have to find, I need a helicopter. Got to find a better way. There is no better way because the only other way, they, they shut down to build a new bridge. This is going on for three years now. There is no And then FAU, you know the school FAU?
1: Yeah.
2: They're on Spanish River.
1: Yes.
2: Do you know the traffic over Spanish River for these kids to go to school?
1: You got to start leaving earlier. I left really early this morning and... I probably should probably start doing that as we head into season in school because even with the school zones, if I, I left 30 minutes early. So it gave me a little more wiggle room to get some things done. So I got to prep for Eileen's show, which was really nice because Fridays as we're switching over our crew, things had to be done. She had a fantastic show. We've got the editor's desk joining us today. And I'm really excited because we haven't had Lynn and Louise really on our show to get to talk about what they do. And we're going to promote this book, the... Reuniting of two past lives, which I think is spectacular as we talk about spirit life and all the things that we do And I'm hoping Louise is going to join us on vmix. So once Louise gets on we're going to talk to Lynn and Talk about the editors. They did a great show last night and we actually did a second Edition for our kids television network with Paul Martini who could ever forget that name I said to Paul is that really your last name and he said I think so, but I think when my grand I got a whole story. My grandparents came over. They may have changed it. I said, no, but were you born with that last name? And Martin. he said, yeah. And he is the voiceover for HBO and coming up next on HBO. So you talk about a life and a career of voiceovers. It's you pretty You mean when amazing. that thing
2: says, um, when the voice comes on with the HBO logo, that's his voice? Yep. But that thing is so deep. That, oh, they must have used a computer. I don't know
1: how they do it, but that has been his job, his career since he was in his 20s.
2: Wow, the voice of HBO—that's pretty. It's pretty cool.
1: remarkable, and he's the YouTube cover band and in, in excess. Apparently, and an I'm not
2: allowed to say YouTube because I say YouTube band is incorrect. It's better
1: than Peanuts, though. You can't really they get gonna, that they're one gonna up. play
2: here. On they're uh, gonna play.
1: We're gonna pick a Thursday night, end of September, beginning of October, and have them come in. I think Lynn needs to do a second interview with them because maybe we need Doc on this one because any man that is the voice of HBO writes children's books and is in the U2 tribute band and in excess you talk about personality differences right I mean he's just like covers the gamut in entertainment and his last name is Martini it's all kind of cool right
2: <laughs> it's like the things that I work.
1: think about in my head
2: yeah but well, that's a different story I know interesting
1: and we've got uh, Arthur I believe she's gonna be joining us from South Carolina Alistair Banks she's written 12 books she self-publishes and a lot about gratitude so she wrote a kids gratitude book teens adults journaling plus some cookbooks weight loss and it's all about empowerment and self-awareness you know
2: it's really funny ever since we met Lynn and we started doing this thing a lot of art a lot of authors have come forward yeah people that I've known over the years and it says you know I write a book I, I didn't even ask I said okay and it's it it has something to do with what's going on right now. I think it has a lot of influence of what's going on in your show and what you're putting together. A lot of people have these hidden talents and they wrote something that means something to them and they have something significant to say and now they're putting it out there. So I want to talk to
1: Lynn and Josh, when you see Louise come up on VMIX, just pop her over and bring her over. Talk, she's there? Okay, the reuniting of two past lives. But you're more than an author. We haven't really had a whole lot of time to talk about what you do. And I did not fill Freddie in on what we're going to be working on. So I'm going uh, to Freddie never
2: you. gets filled in. Freddie
1: doesn't know. We're going to be doing a whole psychological evaluation of why we do what we do.
2: Well, I think you should have told Freddie that.
1: <laughs> but not today. Lynn's going to send us the info. So Lynn Everard, he is the host of The Editor's Deck, desk, the author, co-author of The Reuniting Two Past Lives, The Unveiling of Twelve Sacred Lessons. Louise Gomez, I hope, is going to be joining us on VMix. So, Lynn, thank you for joining us today.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: Tell us, oh, I don't even know where to start with you. You are an author, you are, you work with authors on bringing their stories to fruition. I know Eileen got to chat with you a little bit because her book has just come out. She's co-authored. Tell us about this book because we have not given enough credit to this book to really talk about sales, because as people come through life, we come across some souls that we've been with in past lives, if you believe in this, and I happen to, and what that looks like, again, when you find them in this physical world.
3: It's, the, it's really the most amazing thing when it happens, and I think I've shared this before, but the first time it happened to me, I, I was uh, at an event at a friend's house, and this woman walked in the door. And I'd literally never seen her before. But, and I hadn't had this experience yet. So I thought, I, had, I thought I'd fallen in love with her in like 30 seconds, okay? But that's not what it was. What, it, what I found out later, which because she was kind enough to explain it to me, was that she and I knew each other in a past life. So there was that soul to soul uh, connection, that, that awakening, that, that you see that in this other person. And, and then since then, uh, it also makes a difference how open we are to it, right? Because our, our beliefs really determine the life we live. And so if I believe I'm open to something, then I'm going to experience all the things that that belief system can bring to me. If I don't believe in something, then it's not going to happen. I, it, other people can have that happen because they are open to that belief. So. Uh, Louise and I knew each other but didn't really, um, how do I say this, like we, we, were, we were friends, we, we did some of the same things, we met through gratitude training, so our, our guest last night, um, Chris DeSanti, uh, was a part of that, And um, uh, but we, we just started coming in contact more, being part of the same group, same courses, same experiences. And then she was on her own track of discovering that past life. I was on my own track of discovering that past life. And then all of a sudden, one night, December 16th, 2019, we were on a phone call talking about what we were going to do about one of the groups we are involved in. And she thought I said something. She actually heard it in her own mind. She decided to share it with me. And then literally, over the next two hours, we, we talked, and then we, we texted it back and forth until like midnight. And then within three days, all the major elements of our life together in that past life became known to us. We remembered them. And then the writing process over the next two and a half years was remembering the details, like getting into those specific details of what that life was like.
1: And it doesn't necessarily mean you were lovers or you were married in one life and you're going to be that same in the next life, does it?
3: Right. We, we play different roles uh, for people. It's almost like if you think about a, a, uh, a traveling play, right, where you, you, know, you go and you perform and then you go to the next city. Well, if you think of the next city as the next lifetime. And, and so in this case, the roles can change. So you can experience life with someone who was your parent in a past life, someone who was your sister, maybe they're your brother in this life. It can be anything because it's just all about the experience and, and the experience that you want to have in this life and the lessons that you come here to learn. Uh, and the lessons come from these different experiences. And that's how we say that's how our soul grows.
1: So do you think lessons from your past life say with Louise you're still working on in this present life or are there yes. new let you do?
3: Yeah, it's it's really fascinating because um you know we we had a conversation recently about you know cuz it you would think well okay so we discovered the past life, we wrote the book and that was really you know kind of the completion of the of the the promise of the commitment from that past life but then we started to realize in our personalities and in the way we do things the way we look at things we started to realize that maybe there was more work to do and so having this business together being co-authors uh now being co-hosts of the editor's desk you know creates that uh that space to be able to continue to work on whatever lessons because uh, it is often said that a single lesson can take three or four lifetimes to learn. Hmm. And and so, you know, we just look at it and we say, okay, well, then, you know, let's make the best of it, right? So can let's... I pry
1: and ask what lesson, can I ask, what lesson it is that you're working on right now? i like
4: inquiring um, my yeah, people to know. I'll,
3: I'll, sh- I'll share it with you. Um, I think if you look at, I won't go into my all of my past life and li- my life in this lifetime, or hers, but I think we're both beginning to realize that there's a lesson in receiving. Like, because we're both very giving people, but you see the thing with givers, and everyone wants to be a giver, but give, being a giver comes with a certain amount of control. Because you, you get to be in control of the giving, but receiving is actually much more difficult because you don't have control over that, and then you have to decide if you're going to accept what that other person is offering, and then that's where we get into our stories, where we get into, you know, am I good enough for that, or is this a completely new experience, or what is it actually that's going on, and and so. Uh, and, and we're not the only ones with this lesson. I think this is a huge lesson for a lot of people right now in, in this world is that, you know, they say it's better to give than receive. We've all been taught that, right? Right. Well, but it's not a, it's not a complete sentence. And, and so when we learn how to receive, there's a certain letting go that has to take place. And that's the thing that trips a lot of us up because then we feel vulnerable. Or are we going to be concerned that somehow we have to reciprocate in some way? And does this person want us to reciprocate in a way that, in a specific way that maybe we're not prepared to reciprocate in? Does the gift, does receiving create an obligation on our part and uh, on the part of the receiver? And what does that look like? And how do I deal with, If I receive something from someone, but there's a hidden obligation that they now want me to fulfill, like an expectation, but they won't tell me, but somewhere in there, it's buried in there. And then, uh, you know, does it come out at some point? Does it it come out that, well, you know, the only reason, does the person discover that the only reason this person's been giving to them was to get something in the end? right something that that they felt they needed and not even not even necessarily uh, something monetary or or physical but maybe they just felt like they needed some uh, boost to their own self-confidence or a boost to their own worthiness
1: but is that part of your past life with louise
3: um our past life was was actually very different than this life the the past life really was about uh, people, like two people who weren't really appreciated. Uh, and then who who came together. So that part is similar. But but the events around it were very different. The events in that past life were life and death.
2: Well, hold but, on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, I got a question. Number one, is it normal for people to reacquaint past lives? Uh, and for example I, I meet Doc over here, and her and I had a past life for for example, is that a normal situation that occurs that we don 't see that we are not aware of as we 're going through it? Is this a normal thing or not a normal
3: thing so it 's a normal thing, but this goes back to our beliefs if if we 're taught if our if we 're taught in our family if we 're taught in our Institute our schools, our churches, right. that such a thing doesn't exist, we won't think it's a normal experience unless or until it happens to us, then we will question it. Uh, but if we grew up in, a, in a, a family that had that as a belief, that it was perfectly normal, then we'll be more open to it because all of us have this sense of that we don't want to be outcasts. We, we don't want our family to disown us because we don't believe what everybody in the family says we're supposed to believe.
2: No, I get that. I, I understand belief makes change. But what I'm talking about is, let's assume that we're in an even plane. Does this occurrence occur naturally? And then you add, all everybody tells you, no, don't do that. It doesn't exist. But if you rewind it, if we take everything away, is this a normal experience that we have in past lives?
3: I would say yes. Okay. Yeah.
2: Now, does it show you that you and her has sat and you're filling gaps about things that you've seen to strengthen your position from back? Now, how many lines are we going? Are we going back 10 lines, five lines, well, four lines? So, four
3: it, lines? so the, uh, it goes back 500 years. So it depends upon how long each space? one of those lives lasted. <laughs> for her and for me, because we weren't necessarily uh, in the same lives all the way through.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: We could have been off doing other things. So uh, it's really a hard question to answer. Uh, In terms of total time, 500 years is nothing. Louise? All right, let's bring her over.
2: It's interesting you say that because I've spoken to people like yourself that talk about these things. And there are other examples that occur in different frequencies That if you think about this, you begin to say this does exist. Um, I've been to people who have, I went to one person who told me something that absolutely nobody in this room in my life knows. And she says, I was told this. Is that true? And I froze. I had a cup of coffee in my hand and it fell to the ground. I was just shocked. Something occurred. Someone occurred. Something occurred. And and this is what I was leading up to is that someone or something the reason that these things bind because she was told something about me in, in 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 this life that nobody knows and then she started to talk to me about things in the past life. Ah, there's Louise. Hey
5: Louise. Hi guys.
2: How are you doing? I
5: en- I have been enjoying this conversation listening to you guys um trying to wrap your head around what a unique situation and story that Lynn and I have had, you know, have. And, you know, sometimes we tell people and they look at us like we're on an acid trip or what is like, how are these people for real? Like, how is this even possible, right? So I, you know, what Freddie was asking, like, is this a normal thing? Well, most people, they, they, um, you know, they question if they even had a past life. So what, Lynn? Go, going back to what Lynn was saying, it's all about our beliefs, right? We all have, we're all indoctrinated with certain types of belief systems, um, and you know, if you choose to believe you had a past life, then all of a sudden things open up and doors open up, and we're receptive to things, right? Maybe we can see things that we haven't seen before. Um, so our story is a unique story, and I think it's because Lynn and I are just happen to be open individuals, I would say, open to maybe a little woo-woo or things that are interesting. So, you know, um, when we discovered independently and separate of each other that we ha- both had this past life, and it was in Mexico and 500 years ago, and it was like a puzzle piece that his story matched with mine, we were like... We have to write this story. How could we not share this, you know, unique experience? I'm sure stranger things have happened, right, in the world. But we just figured it was such a unique coincidence we we could not not share that story. But um, and you also like I have said, I think
1: if, you have lessons in here also. The unveiling of twelve sacred lessons. And I really want to get this book out because I know. Summer's been slow for people, and book sales, and Barnes and Noble, are everyone's changing their platform as to how they yes. get books and everything advertised. So I want to make sure that we get some information. I know we're going to be creating a commercial for you. Military's working on that thank for you guys about this so book. Much. But it's more than your past lives, which is intriguing in itself, right? To actually, yes. you, know, you were together 500 years ago in some capacity. But there's 12 sacred lessons you talk about in this book that you want people to learn. Yeah, so I don't know. We want to share some of those lessons, and then Lynn can talk. Yeah, about it as well. you know
5: what's so interesting, and Lynn
1: can talk about this as well. What's so interesting is that
5: the lessons are timeless, right? Because who I was in that lifetime, I had a difficult, challenging life. So I happen to learn those lessons. Usually, when we have a challenging life, lessons are learned. You know, through the, the through the um, challenges of life. So my, you know, who I was, I taught. Him, the king, these life lessons, and they're timeless. Like one of them could be, you know, triggers are our gifts. You know, is a gift, and what's a trigger? A trigger is something that annoys us, it bothers us, but we can use it and transmute that into a gift by looking at it and saying, why is this bothering me? Where am I not healed yet? And what work do I get to clean up? Right? We we spoke to Chris DeSantis last night. He was talking about cleaning stuff up, right? Um, Lynn, how else would you describe that a trigger could be a gift for us? I mean, what do you say?
3: Well, if our, if our goal here in this lifetime is, is spiritual growth, which Louise and I both believe that it is, uh, then a trigger is, is basically pressing on a wound that hasn't been healed yet. And so, but we don't always know that we have these wounds until somebody presses on it. And then we go, oh, that hurts. And that's what a trigger does. It, it creates pressure. It creates pain. And then we have to look at it and say, oh, wow, I didn't even know that was there. Uh, wow, like, what do I do now, right? So a trigger creates an opportunity. It creates a choice. What am I going to do about that? Am I going to pretend that it didn't happen? Or am I gonna look inward? Because all our work is inward, right? So am I gonna look inward and am I going to say, I wonder where that came from?
1: And there's a lot of therapists and I'm gonna bring Eileen into this conversation also. We're gonna, this gets just a different kind of show where issues and triggers that we have in this lifetime, they'll go back and say it happened in your childhood and let's heal some childhood traumas. Can some of these triggers go back to other lives, and then how, I gotta ask Eileen, how do we possibly deal with triggers from a prior lifetime?
6: So this is a very interesting discussion we're having. Um, And, you know, it's making me think and really giving me pause because I have so many responses to everything that you've talked about. But if we are of the belief that, you know, triggers are either from past lives or if we're in the belief system that triggers are from childhood wounds, I really don't think it matters. I think what matters is that we just are aware. We're aware of what's being triggered we're aware of the feeling. We're aware that we need to heal something. We, we're aware that something doesn't feel right in our body, in our soul, in our mind. And then we do the work to heal that. Now, does that mean that we're healing past life wounds or we're healing childhood wounds? Again, I don't think it matters. I think what matters is is that we become more whole, we become more aware, we, become, we learn weight, we learn our lessons, and we learn about tools to deal with the triggers. And so then we can actually have a great sort of bed, so to speak, for spiritual, personal, emotional development.
5: Which is interesting. Absolutely spot on. That was amazing.
1: So true. So Louise, when when you and Lynn met or you continued on this journey, do you feel, we have a poster over there actually that says, when we meet someone, we don't meet with their eyes, we meet our souls meet. Do you have this bond of, and I know you're not intimate, it's not that type of relationship. Can Do you just feel each other? Do you know what the other one's going to say? Do you just feel like this is your best friend? What does it feel yeah, like? Yeah.
5: Definitely, like a best friend who I just feel that we are just concerned about each other's highest you know evolution, and you know you uh, when you have what's called a spiritual partnership, you know maybe you and Freddie can relate when you have a spiritual partnership you want what's best for for everyone for both of you and you know having that type of relationship really you're holding the person high you're holding them in high regard and you really want what's best for them even if it even if it's difficult and challenging to speak your truth but you speak it because you really want what's best for them so
1: yeah like the what best do you say your Lynn? lessons what in here is speaking your truth and i like yes. that you brought that point up because sometimes when you and i first met i said something to you we were driving somewhere and I said to you there's so much more to you than a man in a dark room
2: you were drinking heavily in those and things. we had just <laughs> met and I couldn't
1: believe like I actually had the nerve to say something like that to you like I didn't know you and I thought oh my gosh what is he gonna think and you got a little uh, a little you probably couldn't believe I said it either but when I met you he was in the radio really room and all the lights were out and there you were behind a computer doing what you do in oh, production. Oh, over there,
2: yes, yes, at the radio station.
1: But in my soul, I knew there was so much greatness for you in a bigger light, and I couldn't understand right. why you didn't see it.
2: How do you know I didn't? You know, it's really, it's really <laughs> funny. <laughs> really funny. Sometimes, sometimes you learn a lesson of delivery. Certain, of, certain people see things that they deliver it incorrectly. And sometimes you learn a lesson of how to deal with other people because you meet somebody... And they make you better at it and they show you Mm. different angles at it so you have all these learning lessons and you're on a time clock because you're not going to be around in this lifetime forever so you want to learn something on a time clock so your perception will change today of something you should have learned back then but it haunts you in my case it haunts me there are things that i wish i would do have done over at an earlier stage i didn't look for anybody to help me fulfill what I was looking for. I expected it. And that's a big difference when you say, I mean, I've been married twice, that's on me. Because I expected something from someone else that they couldn't deliver because that's not what it was about. And this is why I'm bringing up these questions in past lives because I want to learn more in this life. I wish I had met you guys 40 yeah. years ago. That's I really okay. do because it would have given me an opportunity maybe to learn more about things that occurred to me then that make a difference tomorrow. It's the same thing we're always we're, learning. Always. We're
5: always learning. So your level of awareness and acknowledging and learning that, you know, it's, it's a lesson that you needed to learn. Just like I have my own set of lessons. Everybody has their own set of lessons. So you're but aware of it. En- it you-
2: I don't have enough ink in my pen. I'm always doing more. So when they say, okay, we're there, no, we're not there. I push for more. I would change the game. I would change the angle. I would change the light bulb. And I keep changing because there are things that I'm trying to catch up on. You know, when I first met you, I thought that I had met you somewhere else. If you know me, I talk to people all the time. and says, where do I know you from? And eventually they come out and they go, wow, we did meet. And it's the strangest thing. Maybe because I've turned 60 and it's changed. I don't know what it is. But all of a sudden, I'm beginning to see things a little bit differently. And it had a lot to do when I first met you guys because my awareness changed. When I met you, my awareness, and I met you five years ago. I didn't meet her today. I met her five years ago, and I saw something different. Everybody that comes into this house triggers music. That kid sitting over there triggers him. And I've met this guy somewhere, I just don't know where. I don't know why. And, and it just, I mean, I'm, I'm curious.
1: And it's interesting because we talk about these soul connections in a positive light. Now there are people yeah. that I know I have come in contact with that my soul and their soul just do not jive. And there yeah. is something about our energies, no right or wrong, it just does not work in this physical lifetime. It may work yeah. for him with the same person, but for me, and vice versa, it just doesn't. So soul connections from past lives are not always glorious and wonderful like this, correct? Correct. Oh, soul pod can be, have some negative people come correct. along with it. Yeah,
5: because you could have a soul contract with somebody that you need to learn a particular lesson from them, and they are there to remind you of that lesson. So you may perceive it to be a negative aspect, but maybe that's a trigger and really... You know, like, like my ex-husband, I, 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 I continue to say my sole contract with him was he taught me boundaries, right? So even though I perceived it at the time we got a divorce to be negative, years later, I can appreciate it and say, wow, he taught me valuable lessons, right? He taught me very valuable lessons that I needed to learn, had I not experienced that divorce and what, what led up to it, I might not have learned those valuable lessons.
1: Well, Lynn, so, me, I, I want to ask Lynn yeah. about this. I know you're on a, a lunch break. Unwavering faith, the third
3: lesson. What does that mean? Because that's huge. Yeah, yes. it's, it's really being able to look beyond your circumstance and being able to see that what you see with your eyes is not the complete truth. And it's what you see with your soul that is the complete truth. And and so I'm going to go back to something we were talking about a minute ago, and that is that uh, when people show up that you don't feel any connection to at all or you feel a negative connection with them, sometimes they're simply placed in our path to show us how much we've grown and learned. Because there are people... You know, if if somebody, uh, you know, uh, suffers from codependency, right? And they're always, like, getting wrapped up in people who aren't good for them, right? Because normally with codependency, you're not getting wrapped up with someone who's good for you. You're typically getting wrapped up with someone who's going to, like, take all your energy away and, and slowly destroy you, right? So sometimes we get these, these uh, people with their energy that doesn't feel good to us show up to say, okay, what are you going to do with them now? Yeah. Right? Are you going to honor yourself and, wa- and not get involved or not, uh, and walk away? Not because they're bad, but because they're actually a gift to you, they become, that, they become that trigger. And one of the things that we find is that when we look at all of the lessons, they all come back together. Right. So the lessons, the lessons. yes, each lesson can stand on its own, but they really become an ecosystem of lessons. And everything falls under the greatest lesson, from our perspective in the book, is that love is eternal. Yep. At, at the soul level. So that ties everything back together again.
1: And is it necessarily romantic love? Be- no. no.
3: Love is love.
1: Right?
5: Look...
3: It's, yeah.
1: Yeah.
5: Exactly. Like, like he said. You know, like a codependency. That's like an addiction to dysfunction. But the soul, at the soul level, maybe we had a prearranged. Maybe my ex-husband and I had a prearranged soul contract that we loved each other so much we were going to teach each other these valuable lessons. You know what I mean? So. It's just a matter of perception and what we believe it to be. Um, but it could be any type of any type of love. You know, it could be with a sibling. It could be with a child. You know, it could be with a friend. It could be with an intimate partner. So love is eternal. Just really teaches us that it's it's everlasting. You know, that that same breath, that same um, energy that beats our heart, that grows our nails that is that universal love that is found here in, you know, in the world that we get to tap into.
2: So You know, it's interesting because your show talks about the one love that's eternal and has to be the most important thing. You have to love yourself. Yeah. And you have to do it constantly. You know, one of the things that I try to tell people in this business is that you're good today and tomorrow, but you have to be constantly good. You can't yep. give up at what you do just because you had a good ride. You gotta be able to ride this through the good, the bad, and the indifferent. So I love, the, I always use your line. I've always used your line, because it does all start with you. I think the biggest ally you have of any life is a mirror. And if you can look in that mirror and look at yourself in the eye yep. and say, you know, I love you, to yourself, it yep. starts there. It changes your whole perspective and perception <laughs> of what love is. And then you can go on your way and make decisions. Now, I was told by my grandfather that you, we are all on a path of gravel. And you know, when you walk with no shoes, you're going to step on the wrong stone sooner or later. But that doesn't define you. That's just an incident or something that occurs once in your life. Just once. Yep. So I admire, this isn't even a negative, I, admire, I am curious to see not only that the two of you have done this, but how many people is going to bring forward they're going to say, you know, I know you from somewhere and then look at their eyes because they may not understand what the hell you're talking about.
1: Or <laughs> they may and finally feel yeah. like they're home that someone actually understands, understands where you always yeah. thought you felt different until that one person says that trigger, but it's a good one and you yeah. go, wow, now <laughs> it all makes sense. And that goes with this, trust your intuition. I love this and this is with Eileen and everything. And Eileen said something about this before. Your soul. Sometimes you have to trust that gut instinct, that soul instinct versus what you see, right? Seeing isn't always believing. Maybe we need to believe and feel it. Is that something to be said as well? Everyone's shaking their head in agreement on that one. Eileen, you think so?
6: Oh, absolutely. You know, what we're talking about, the way I'm hearing this conversation and my lens that I see everything through, is we have to really listen. We have to listen and be aware because we can't learn lessons. We can't change. We can't grow unless we have an awareness. How do we have an awareness? We have to really listen. So we listen to our body because our body informs us. You talk about the gut. I always tell my patients and I always tell people, your gut never lies. Your gut will inform you. Listen to your gut. Sometimes your heart races. Okay, people are scared of that. No, we shouldn't be scared of all the symptoms that our body is telling us. It's informing us that we're having an experience, that we're having feelings, that we're having thoughts. And once we can start to listen and really tune in to our body, to our thoughts, to our feelings. That's awareness and then we can learn the lessons and then we can change. You cannot change unless you have the awareness.
1: This is an amazing book. And, Louise, I have to thank you for taking your lunch break to thank join you us so on set. We've been much. talking about this for weeks. Lynn's going to stay with us a little bit more. Thank you so much, Dawn and Freddie. We so appreciate
5: everything you guys are, are doing and supporting us. I really want to thank you from the bottom
1: of my heart. Thank you well, so we much. We so appreciate yeah, you. How do we get the book before we go to commercial break?
3: So it's available on Amazon. And uh, yep. that's probably the easiest way. It's also on barnesandnoble.com. That's probably the easiest way to get it right now. We are going to be doing a book signing event in Delray Beach at the end of September, and we'll provide more information on that as, uh, as the plans get further developed.
1: All right. Check this book out. Thank you, you so much, you guys. Bye, Louise. The reuniting bye of bye. two we'll past lives and Thank the unveiling you. of the 12 sacred lessons. Check this out on Amazon.com. We're going to take a commercial break. We haven't even done that yet. More to come with Lynn. We've got Dr. String in the house, Dr. Lynette, and Dr. Eileen. We're going to Lemelman in the house. Have a great afternoon. We will be back on the other side of this commercial break. Planning for the
7: future should not be painful and needs to be discussed. From health, family, finances, allow qualified professionals to aid in your planning. Loohoo Advisors have been serving South Florida for over 30 years a licensed real estate broker, insurance agent, assisted living administrator, and certified senior advisor. Paul Solomon is the most qualified and well-rounded advisor for any task. Specializing in real estate, long-term care, life insurance and annuities, social security, government benefits, and senior housing. Luhoo Advisors, let us help you. Known for his Art Deco cubist style and compositions with dancing saturated color, Ken Bieberman has lived and breathed art his whole life. From the early 80s, he's influenced the Art Deco district of Miami Beach. Featured in numerous restoration projects, hotels, galleries, and clubs, Bieberman creates for everyday folks and celebrity clientele. He's also the proprietor of Art Repro, a giclée and scanning company in Pompano Beach. When it comes to scanning high resolution, size is not an issue. Professionally scanning art up to 10 feet and 64 inches in width, Art Repro utilizes state-of-the-art equipment. On quality canvas or paper, archival ink and printing mediums are put to use. Art Repro ensures colors are true and every nuance of the art is captured, including the canvas weave. Perfection is the priority. Contact artist Ken Bieberman today at 954-547-0095 or visit his website, www.artrepro.net. Hi, I'm Dawn Clifford, owner and founder of Clifford Insurance Advisors.
8: Established in November of 1999,
5: we focus on mainly health, life, disability, Medicare and long-term care
1: insurance
5: specifically for people aging into Medicare or the self-employed or even employee benefits for small business owners. We can be reached by phone number at 561-880-0391 or by email info at com. Visit our website at www.cliffordinsuranceadvisors.com, and even visit Facebook, Clifford Insurance Advisors.
1: Being a successful woman in business means having the courage to own who you are. We understand the challenges faced by women, and we are here to help. Our team is here to develop the best strategy designed just for you. Your path is unique, and with the right tools, you can accomplish your dream. From radio to TV, from podcasting to magazines, we create the visibility to amplify your impact in business. At New Dawn Media. We are here to help bring your message forward and help your business flourish. It is time for your message to be seen and your voice to be heard. Contact us at 866-224-5422 or brooklyncafe.tv. Your voice can make a difference.
9: Welcome to Movies of Del Rey, a family-run movie theater that has been serving the Del Rey and Boca community for over 30 years. Open Wednesday through Sunday, Movies of Del Rey offers great admission prices, low concession prices and quality customer service. Movies of Del Rey provides the quality of the big box theaters without the price tag. Movies of Delray provides new Hollywood content as well as new indie and independent movies. It truly is a hidden gem. Whether you're hosting a private event, party, or fundraiser, or are looking for your next date night activity, Movies of Delray is the perfect choice. Come on down to Movies of Delray, located at 7421 West Atlantic Ave in Delray Beach, or visit us online at MoviesofDelray.com.
0: You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now! Back to Dawn and Freddie S.
4: I
1: feel like you bullfight me every time I hear this. Where is this player from, by the way? Yes. Is he from New York? Here's where he's
3: from. Again, Again always asking where in the why.
1: reason y. why. Ever wonder why you have a why at the end of your name?
2: Just listen to it. This is my trigger. For some reason, these horns call me home. And we're back. And he is, you know, can you imagine being in front of 60,000 people? And when you walk onto that stage, they play this music and everybody's standing. And they're playing the fake horns, the real horns. Everybody's dancing. Because usually when he walks in, it means we're going to either win a game or we're going to hold on to a game to win it. But can you imagine what it feels like to walk into a stadium and just look around, man, and say, wow. This is like God's fingertip touching me today. I mean think about that 60,000 people were your that music that was made for him. You you don't get better than that.
1: We got another remix call. Let's do it. We're gonna see if we can make it a little bit better than that. We've got Alistair Banks joining us from South Carolina and I'm glad Lynn is here and Louise got to join us because Alistair all about women empowerment so it's perfect Eileen that you're there. Alistair can you turn your phone sideways? And, and okay. Maybe it's unlocked. It's locked. All right, we'll go with it this way. Okay, that's fine. not a problem. How are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Wait, don't you love her accent? What accent? <laughs> it's like Freddie. So Alistair comes to us from Mrs. Perkins and Michael Griffin, and mm-hmm. they thought, wow, "Well, this would be a great connection." And you've written how many books, Alistair? So I've written twelve books now. And your books range the gamut. You can check it out on alistairtheauthor.com. but you've got gratitude journals and you've got weight loss books. And then you've got a new book that you're writing. Why so many different genres? So with all these different genres, these genres
10: are just, you know, my life's passion. And that I can share from personal experiences I've been through when it comes to struggles with low self-esteem, dealing with confidence, um, body image, weight, and peer pressure growing up.
1: And you're young now. What we talked about triggers on the last segment. Were these triggers that you felt you needed to overcome through writing? Yes. And how did? what was the first book you wrote? So, the very first
10: book I wrote, which was my children's book, and that was called A Colorful Balloon Ride. So, within the book, I teach preschoolers and kindergartners how to identify and
1: match colors. And then, how did that progress into your gratitude series and your journaling? So just growing up,
10: um, journaling was therapeutic for me when dealing with um, some of my life's trials and tribulations of my parents getting a divorce, um, dealing with a brother that had Fragile X syndrome, and also my grandmother's um, mental health as well. And so journaling for me was very healing and therapeutic as I got through those difficult times in my life and how I I was able to come out on the other side with just being able to express gratitude for the little things in life and just being able to appreciate the small things in life.
1: And you're young. So to bring this forward to children, why do you feel it's so important?
10: I feel like it's important for children to learn and to express gratitude is because they can be able to carry this into adulthood. and. I guess I didn't learn gratitude until I got a little bit older. So I was out of elementary school and then I got into middle school and so I got to learn the understanding of what gratitude is and how to apply it to your everyday life so that you can have more positive experiences, like just being grateful to have food and water, to have clothing on your back, to have a roof over your head, just to be able to breathe, to be able to have sunlight.
1: The simple things, even just sunlight.
2: What, yeah. what was the last book you wrote?
1: So the last book I wrote is called The
10: Pursuit of Love and Hope. And so this is a nonfiction poetry book that I wrote. And it talks about how I have faced fear, anxiety, identity crisis, and and through my love and and relationships
1: in my life.
2: It's a poetry book, you said? Mm-hmm. It's
1: a poetry book. And what are you hoping to accomplish? What message are you trying to share with your readers? Um, for readers that are my age,
10: just to know that there is hope for love within you know, the online dating space and modern dating world that we all now live in. And so it's
1: finding love and true love is not hopeless. True love is not hopeless. And for the journaling, how old were you when you started journaling? So I was around...
10: The- third or fourth grade when I started journal
1: and now you have all the journals for them so are there interactive books yes and how do we get all of your books where
10: are they available so all my books are available on Amazon and they're also
1: listed on my website as well on my homepage. and tell me about the book that you're currently working on it's a new type of book Yes, yeah, so this book is
10: called "The Silent Cry of Sarah Crossroads." So Sarah is a young teenage girl who's just trying, you know, find her way in life, like every other teenager trying to fit in and deal with um, peer pressure and and the daily pressures of life, like trying to do well in school, trying to do well in sports, trying to fit in, you know, within a you know a certain club or organization, and so. Sarah has a true love for basketball and she wants to pursue this passion of hers, you know, throughout her life. And so as Sarah gets older, she kind of comes to a crossroads in life, trying to choose the nine to five job path, like her parents want her to do in psychology or pursue her dream of playing in the WNBA.
1: And how does she make some of those choices? Everyone's shaking their head yes here. They understand those choices. Yeah, so she's able to make those choices
10: when she's in college and just being able to have the Christian counselor that she comes across just to be able to give her that encouragement that she needs to to keep pursuing her dreams and to not give up.
1: And what helped you get to the point you're at, to be able to give back? We talked about giving back to others. Oh. That's a good
10: question. So I think just through networking and just through the support of my family has gotten to this point.
1: But you have a larger message to share. Is it a message of hope? What is your ultimate message that you're trying to give out to everybody? Uh, I feel like my ultimate
10: message is um, positivity and just being able to express gratitude for what you do have in your life.
1: And it's interesting. We met Lynn five, six years ago, about when we met you, Eileen. We met you through gratitude training. Um, Through Jay and Janine, and that was right through gratitude. So just just hold your mic. Oh.
3: Yes, that's right. And then I came on your show after I released my book, yeah.
1: So what does gratitude, and Eileen, we're going to bring you into this also, because it's gratitude just saying, I'm grateful for or is it more of an inner soul feel that you truly have to feel this for the university to hear it? Alistair, what do you think? Um, it's, it's an inner soul feel. And Lynn, for you, what did you learn in gratitude training?
3: So it's funny because gratitude training is, is really, that's the name of it, but you actually go through this process of stripping everything away and coming back to this place of gratitude, which is essentially being just, in some ways, it's just simple as being thankful to be alive. And thankful for whatever you have, thankful for whatever you don't have, that you could come up with something new every day, grateful for people and, and a whole list of things.
1: Eileen, do you think we've lost perspective of always trying to get more and more and more, a new car, bigger house, more clothes, and lost sight of the sunshine, for example.
6: Yeah, so what we're talking about is always looking at life will be better when, right? So it'll be you know, better when I get that car, or it'll be better when I get that you know, new whatever in my life we're talking about a few things. We're talking about consumerism, but we're also talking very essentially about fear. Fear of scarcity and really appreciating being, living in abundance. And so gratitude really allows us to be in abundance, to live in abundance. I think gratitude, people underestimate the practice, and I call it a practice of gratitude. They underestimate the power that gratitude practice can really help people with. If you practice gratitude every day, and yes, people will say to me, my patients will say to me, but I say the same things over and over again. I don't know what to be grateful for. Okay. That's okay. Say the same thing. I'm grateful for the roof over my head, and then I always say, and say, and, and it keeps me safe. Or, I'm grateful for the roof over my head, and, and if you continue to do that, the brain is really amazing, because now you're training your brain to think in the positive. You're changing it from the negative, the fear of scarcity, the fear of not having, the fear of, you know, really just being unhappy to now you're opening. I mean, this is like a full circle discussion because now we're talking about receiving, right? We're talking about opening up and receiving, receiving good things, receiving positivity, receiving whatever, you know, if you believe in God or universe or energy or earth or whatever, you're receiving all these beautiful gifts. And we have the power to do that. Our brain is an amazing, amazing organ. It's called neuroplasticity. And we can change those negative neural pathways to positivity by the simple practice of gratitude.
2: Do we, are we sometimes our worst enemy? Because as we receive, sometimes we take in the negative, I'm being judged, the way I dress, the way I look, the way, what I drive. But that's
6: not receiving. That's actually your inner critic talking
2: to you. Okay, but what if it's enhanced by somebody saying the wrong thing to you?
6: Or what they you deem to be the wrong thing? Well then, you know, that really goes back to deciding that they're more powerful than you, that they're, judgment of you is actually more powerful than the way you feel about yourself. And now you are giving away your power and you're abandoning yourself. So this is about awareness. Remember we talked about that earlier? It's about awareness and then saying, okay, that's I'm not going to take that in as you know the truth about me. That's their perspective. That's their stuff.
2: But what if they do, Doc? What if all of a sudden they say that? It's like gratitude. You want to be grateful, but do you know what even that feels like? And I'm hoping that the answer in these books that people read, they can feel what does grateful being gratitude having gratitude. What does that really feel like? Practice I mean, it. Exactly. But how do I know? Because I am firm believer. I carry a stone in my pocket because I hold on to this stone because I need something physically and whatever it is that I gotta feel, if it's gratitude, I hold on to it and put it back in my pocket. But how do you hold on to that thought?
6: Well, I I think it goes, really, it's about what I said earlier, which is being very, very aware of the body. So when you practice gratitude, don't only say the words, ask your body, what does it feel like as I say that? Right. Now your body has a memory. Now you're saying, okay, I can take that with me because I know what that feels like.
1: Interesting. It's, it's interesting to hear from different generations and Alistair, I'm looking through your website and you're all about giving back, of helping others, of authors helping authors and, and your books that you've put out and everything is about empowerment And, yes, yeah. I'm still understanding the question. How did this all come to be? I mean, at such a young age, today's National Women's Equality Day, but to be so young and to want to give back so much and to be in such gratitude, I'm just in awe of everything that you're giving back to people at, at your age and all the <laughs> lessons that you've learned at such a young age.
10: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's my true life's calling, you know, just to um, help those that are going through a low point in their life, helping them be with their self worth, um, people with weight management. And I want, and just giving back to others makes my heart happy. And mm-hmm. I want to see others happy. I want to see, you know, a smile on their face because that's what makes, you know, my life worth living. For. She mm. actually
1: wrote a book, Freddie. Uh, for diabetes, weight loss for diabetics. Which is interesting. I mean, just everything you've done is so interesting. You talk about old souls and connections. You've you've been here before. You've learned lessons before, and we talk about child prodigies and people coming forward with these gifts at such a young age that we think, how could you possibly know so much at this age? Not you, but in general. But these are the things that you're giving back, right?
10: I think God has brought a lot experiences into my life to um, strengthen myself to, I guess, strengthen my character to help. I think like you were mentioning earlier about setting boundaries, creating boundaries within your relationships with others. So.
1: How is that for
10: you? Uh, it creates a, you know... A healthy connection between people so there's not this friction, this intensity or the or not having two people not feeling anger or resentment towards one another. And so we're able to come be on the same page with one another.
1: I think so we need we to can bring both. you to South Florida. <laughs> I think we gotta get you from South Carolina down to South Florida, give everyone a little bit of Alistair Banks. Yeah.
6: Well, you know, you know, she she is, she is, because what she's putting out into the universe, is felt throughout the universe. It's like a ripple effect. So even though you're just one person, you're, you know, you're rippling so much um, energy, beautiful energy into the world. So thank you for that.
1: Are
10: all your
11: books
1: available? Where? How did we all get your books? So my books are available on Amazon uh, yes ma'am on Amazon and can we purchase them through your website um yes which is what's your website um
10: alistar the author
1: alistar the author.com. well alistar it has been a pleasure to meet you in person kind of <laughs> and to learn more about you I look forward to working with you and see what we can create to give you some more visibility and share your message of gratitude and hope
10: Yes, absolutely. Have a
1: wonderful weekend.
10: You have a wonderful weekend.
2: Good stuff. It's amazing how you can put a whole bunch of peanuts in a bag and come up with (laughs)
1: them. Just add a little (laughs) chocolate. (laughs) All right, let's take a commercial break. When we come back on this Friday, let's talk to Eileen, Lynn, let's talk to Dr. Lynette, add some chocolate to your peanut butter. And we'll be right back.
12: Amy Rushevsky can help you choose the right piece that will add some magic to your space. Amy Rushevsky has a wide range of art, from abstracts to mosaic tapestries, and she paints on different surfaces, such as reverse painting on glass, tables, wall hangings, and sculptures. Her work can be ordered online at amyrushefsky.com, or you can come in and see it in real time at the Brooklyn Cafe Art Gallery. She also does commission work, so if you have an idea in mind, she can make it a reality. She invites you to reach out to her at Facebook or at email at amyrushefsky at gmail.com. That's amyrushefsky at gmail.com. Have an artful day. Born in Marseille, France, Max Lazega creates whimsical and free-flowing interpretive art. His 40 years in the construction industry created the foundation for his craft. His unique work displays his view of the future with bold and playful combinations of materials and processes but the methodology remains consistent. He fuses recycled materials and discarded building supplies into a fresh, well-executed approach. LaZega has lived in Miami, Florida most of his life, where he pursues his lifelong passion of creating industrial art. For more information, contact Max LaZega at artworkstudios.org or 786-326-8873.
13: meet Jay Harmon, one of the many artists held in the Brooklyn Cafe Gallery, Jay specializes in various different art styles, but his medium to work with is colored pencils. His unique style comes from being self-taught in years of practice. Jay pulls his inspiration from many outlets like people, television, celebrities, and many more. With multiple original pieces, Jay's art graces the gallery with over 40 plus works for viewing and for purchase. His many years of being an artist has given him a chance to partner with the Derwent brand, giving him the opportunity to try many different work styles and further his craft. Feel free to come down and visit the studio to view his work. Or if you're interested in your own Jay Harmon original, he's open to commissions on his website, coloredpencilartist.com, or catch his show, The Colored Pencil Artist, on Amp Media Productions on YouTube and Facebook.
11: See you soon! Hey travelers, everybody wants cheap airfares, but where can you find them? You call SmartFares. Our prices are direct from the airlines, and they're so low they're not published anywhere. SmartFares specializes in cheap flights, discount hotel rooms, cheap car rentals, and great package deals anywhere around the world. Wherever you want to go, SmartFares can help you get there cheaply and with the best price guarantee. If you want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets or other travel services, call us right now. That's right, call. That's the only way to get these low rates. Experts are standing by 24 seven to get you the lowest rates available. So don't wait, call SmartFares right now for the best price guaranteed. Save up to 50% off business and first class. We've got great last minute travel deals too. Call 855-828-0198. That's 855-828-0198, 828 198
12: If your family is suffering from inflation and high costs caused by Lois Frankel's reckless policies, Republican Dan Franzese is clearly your best choice for Congress. Dan is a successful businessman who understands finance and economics. He's not a politician. Dan grew up blue collar and knows how tough inflation is on working families. Dan Franzese will go to Washington and fight the liberals who are killing us with inflation. Dan Franzese for Congress. I'm Dan Franzese and I approve this message.
5: Artist Rosie Sherman paints her passions to share with everyone. Expressing herself through bold and vibrant colors, her suggestion and style are always in flux. Inspired by travels, nature, romance, and the human spirit, Rosie makes sure her depiction of women are strong and proud. Her landscapes illustrate the changing seasons in the diverse world that we live in. To find her artwork in the multiple medias you can purchase
11: Violent thunderstorms and hurricane-force winds left at least 8 people dead in France and Italy on Thursday.
14: The storm
10: produced gusts of more than 136 miles per hour in some areas, the national weather agency Meteo France said. About 45,000 households were without power on Corsica. Dozens of people were injured and 12 were hospitalized in Corsica, one in critical condition, authorities said. Libby St. James reporting.
11: Turkey's president and the UN chief met with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky on Thursday in a high-stakes bid to ratchet down a war raging for nearly six months. The gathering,
13: held far from the front lines in the western Ukrainian city of Lviv, near the Polish border, marked the first visit to Ukraine by Turkey's Recep Tayyip Erdogan since the outbreak of the war, and the second by UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres. Erdogan has positioned himself as a go-between in efforts to stop the fighting, Harry Michaels reporting.
11: Walmart, CVS, and Walgreens must pay a combined $650.6 million to two Ohio counties for damages related to the opioid crisis a federal judge ruled this week. U.S. District Judge Dan Aaron Polster ruled that over the next 15
4: years, approximately $306.2 million must be paid to Lake County and approximately $344.4 million must be paid to Trumbull County. All three companies were found liable for their role in the opioid epidemic in both Lake and Trumbull counties last November. Davis Richards reporting.
11: New coronavirus cases reported globally dropped nearly a quarter in the last week, while deaths fell 6%, but were still higher in parts of Asia.
12: The UN Health Agency said there were 5.4 million new COVID-19 cases reported last week, a decline of 24% from the previous week. Infections fell everywhere in the world, including by nearly 40% in Africa and Europe and by a third in the Middle East. COVID deaths rose in the Western Pacific and Southeast Asia by 31% and 12% respectively, but fell or remained stable everywhere else. Roger Cantor reporting.
11: This is the latest news headlines. Abortions in North Carolina are no longer legal after 20 weeks of pregnancy, a federal judge ruled Wednesday, eroding protections in one of the South's few remaining safe havens for reproductive freedom. U.S. District Judge William Osteen reinstated an unenforced 20-week abortion ban with exceptions for urgent medical emergencies after he said the June U.S. Supreme Court decision overturning Roe v. Wade erased the legal foundation for his 2019 ruling that placed an injunction on the 1973 state law. The former chief financial officer of the Trump Organization pleaded guilty Thursday to a 15-year tax fraud scheme, but he did not enter into a cooperation agreement to aid New York prosecutors in their criminal investigation of the real estate company's finances, a person familiar with the matter said. Under the terms of the agreement, Weiselberg would receive a five-month prison sentence, but would serve about 100 days behind bars, the person said. Weisselberg faced up to 15 years in prison. A spacewalk was cut short just a few hours into what was intended to be a nearly seven-hour spacewalk after a Russian cosmonaut was repeatedly ordered to drop what he was working on and return to the International Space Station's airlock because of an issue with his spacesuit. NASA officials said during a live stream that the cosmonaut was never in any danger. Two former Pennsylvania judges who orchestrated a scheme to send children to for-profit jails in exchange for kickbacks were ordered to pay more than $200 million to hundreds of people they victimized and one of the worst judicial scandals in U.S. history. U.S. District Judge Christopher Connor awarded $106 million in compensatory damages and $100 million in punitive damages to nearly 300 people in a long-running civil lawsuit against the judges, writing the plaintiffs are the tragic human casualties of a scandal of epic proportions. And that's the latest news headlines. I'm Alan Edwards.
2: I didn't hear
1: it. Read the room. Remember, Katie said, read the room? Read the read room. The
2: room. The room. Read the I was room. reading the room. I didn't know the room was one way. All right. I didn't hear my horns. I didn't hear nothing. <laughs> and you're back. And we're back. back. I think we got Sabrina on the board. Yes. Welcome back. Welcome back, Sabrina.
1: Welcome back, everyone. It is Friday. We've had a full on hour already talking with Eileen and Lynn, and we've got Lynette with us. So Eileen, so we have to just naturally segue into your show, which was amazing today. Thank you. Thank you know, it's it's always interesting because I get texts from everyone before their shows. And I got your texts and your music and your lower thirds and your logos and the concerns about the floor. And and then I had Lynn on editor's desk yesterday and we had to fix the lower thirds because this, so all of these details that go into the production side, but the content, and I said to Lynn earlier, luckily none of this is life and death, right? It's, we miss an E or an I or or whatever it is, but it's really important. But the content of your show today, the dancing, I wish I had seen the before and after picture of Carolina because I would have loved to see. She's
6: going to be back and we're going to do, we're going to talk about it because I saw the picture of her before and after. Was it like a, a huge weight transformation? Well... Yes, it was a huge weight and body transformation, because it wasn't only the weight. I mean, you see her body, how fit she is, and how lean and just sort of like, I don't know, she, she sort of like glides now. But Sasha told me, he's the, he's the one who owns the dance studio, He told me that when she walked into the studio the first time, she was like knock-kneed, and she had, you know, she was like, her back was like hunched over, and she not only had a physical transformation, it's not about the weight loss, although that's a beautiful benefit from it, but it's about the emotional transformation, and how now, you see how she walks in with her head held high, and she's gliding through, you know the studio because she feels so good about herself
1: it was such a great show to start with music and they're just so grateful to be here and you can feel the energy right there was no issues everyone was happy and it was like a pleasure to do your show like your show yesterday when things just flow it's beautiful here
2: well we were trying to figure out what was the best angle. That was
1: fantastic yeah. the way you did it. It wasn't me, it was Josh. The way you
2: did it was Josh did it. right
6: on. Josh it and was to perfect. They did a they great were gonna job. That job I
2: had a have whole have different angles. concept, totally different. So I
6: said, you know what? I love the way there was this like back and forth between the face and the legs and the movement. Because, you know, the dancing is not only about Leg movements, which is of course a big part of it, but it's that you know connection, and you got the angles beautifully, and you really, really highlighted and showcased them. So, well, I gotta give all
2: the credit to, to Josh, he put that whole thing together, mm-hmm. and him and Santa Mo- uh, and Mayor were working the cameras. Yep. I had a whole different concept coming in, and I sat back and um, <laughs> they said, No, let's do it this way. And, I said, okay, and I watched it, and I was amazed. I ended up watching the whole thing uh, in the lobby and the angles and the changes, and you're right, because dance should be graceful. And they were exposing that, and all this positive energy was flowing with them. And he captured the shot. He did. He He captured the shot. I got to tip my hat because sometimes you do a show and you miss the shot. You miss that one angle, you miss that one light, you missed it, and you ain't never getting it back. That's
6: it. I was amazed at how beautiful it. it turned out.
1: It was yeah. beautiful and a nice show and it flowed and everyone was in gratitude. And, when, and you could tell it's Alexandra. I don't know how to pronounce his name. The his right. name is
6: Alexander, but I think his nickname is Sasha because that's how he introduced himself to me as Sasha.
1: Sasha Fierce. No, that's Beyonce's um, alter ego. But he would tend to be from
6: the Ukraine. Yes. He came here five, seven years ago with his wife. His wife is actually Russian, and he's Ukrainian. Wow! And um, they came here, and they've created the most amazing life for themselves and their family. And now he's opened his third studio down in Miami. I was going to ask you, I, don't, I never got the location of the studio. I know, we should have said that. We There was a lot, you know... 30 minutes is it's not in enough. It's in Miami, though, his studio? Yeah, the third studio. There's one in Boca. Oh, okay. There's one in Deerfield, and the third one he opened is in Miami. Yeah, so he's Where's the so one close. in Boca? Yeah. The one in Boca is on Lions. It's like off of Lions in like, I think, you know where Boca Fontana is? Yes. Like the, that Fontana Plaza? Oh, okay. Anyway, it's back there. It's a beautiful studio. And you go? No, but I'm going to go this week. I'm going to go Monday. I'm going to take a, a group lesson. Nice. And where's the
14: one
1: in Deerfield? Have you been?
6: No, I haven't been to that one, but I've been in the one in Boca. I met him in the Boca studio. How
1: amazing to be here for seven years. Now, I understand that COVID was for two and a half of them. And to have three studios. And dancing is intimate. I mean, you are close in contact with another person. I know.
6: They made up their mind. They were not going to stop dancing, even through COVID. And they wore masks, and they danced. And, you know, they just we're able to survive, not only survive, but thrive
1: and grow. It's like a song from Wicked, Dancing Through Life. Like you just got to dance and find your passion. And that's what's so beautiful about all of the shows that you do and Editor's Desk and all of our hosts. They bring forward passion and their guests have passion in what they do. And you get to see, because we're here 12 hours a day, you get to actually see a glimpse of the outside world that you all bring into our studios.
6: You know... That was, you know, I've evolved, right? over the year that I've been doing the show, I've really evolved and I have found my place. And my place is about not only women empowerment or empowerment in general, but it's about um, how we can live, you know, our best life at any age. And of course, I'm focusing on, you know the fifth, sixth, and seventh decades of our life. And what exactly, you know that there, there's no limiting beliefs. The limiting beliefs keeps us stuck, keeps us heavy, keeps us you know, from doing things. So let's let, let go of those limiting beliefs, and that, those are the kind of guests I'm looking for. How can we? you know, encourage, inspire, and really show that you could do anything at any point in your life. Age is just a number.
1: You're, they were, I don't know how you met them, but what a nice change to have fresh new people come forward and congratulations. You are a Thank co-author you. of a book that just
6: came out also. Yes, so I am a co-author of a book. It's called Call to Speak, Lead and Impact. It's 22 plus authors. Sharing their stories, their heroic journeys, their legacies in life, Um, we just achieved number one best-selling status on Amazon for new releases for small businesses. Congratulations! We're number one. That's amazing. I know, and so it is. It's that's a journey. I was just talking to Lynn about writing books and what that's like, and you know. What this writing, this one chapter has done for me is it's inspired me to write now. And I've been writing and writing and writing. I'm gonna write a book. Good for you. Yeah. Well, tell us about the chapter that you wrote. So the chapter I wrote was about my um, moment that I knew I had a calling. And it was during COVID. It was during COVID that I realized that I wanted to reach more than just one person on Zoom because I was seeing patients on Zoom, one after the other after the other. And um, I realized that I had a message and I had, you know, a real calling to, in my soul, to, um, you know, just connect with more than just one person at a time. I wanted to lead a whole movement of people, of inspirational kind of thoughts and feelings. And you know, of course, I've I've shared with you on the show how I grew up in an environment where my mother um, was so scared of dying because my grandmother had died at a very young age. So she thought she was gonna die at a young age. So she was so scared of dying that she lived her whole life thinking 60 years old was gonna be the end for her. That was the mindset I grew up with. And so, you know, during COVID, I turned, you know, I went into my 60s and I realized, no, this is just the beginning. This is not the end, and I'm not going to adopt that mindset. I'm not going to adopt that thought and mindset of, you know, 60 is the end. And I wanted to encourage and inspire others.
1: Which is an amazing mindset. And the book and the gratitude and the chapter you wrote, and now you're going to write your own
6: book. I'm going to write my own book. Well, Lynn is the perfect person for you I to be know, sitting we next talking to. talking about it. He's a, he's a book coach,
1: so we're going to talk afterwards we're going to talk talk. what are you going to write the book about do you have any ideas
6: Mm, I don't know I have I have like a list of eight chapters but each one of those could be a book so I'm not really sure yet so I'll stay your book
2: is going to be about this calling that you've discovered is it going to be about that is because you got a lot of different levels I know
6: I don't know if it's going to be about the calling or it's going to be about um, you know, just life lessons that brought me along to where I am today. You know, like one of my, should I, you want, should I share one of the chapter names? Sure. One of the chapter names is I lost my wealth and I gained my life. Okay.
1: I like that. Especially because remember, what's my ROI? I,
2: I do.
6: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, you know,
6: that was a a big deal for me. So, you know, that that was a life lesson. That was something that I had to learn, that it's not about things. It's not about, you know, money in the bank. It's not about, you know, that. It's about the wealth is within you. It's not on the outside.
1: But do you think that lesson comes in our 50s, 60s, 70s versus our 20s, 30s, 40s?
6: Um for some <laughs> because some people are raised with the mindset and the belief that, you know, it's not about material things, it's not about keeping up with the Joneses, it's not about, you know, the fancy shiny new car. It's about other things in life. I don't know how many really get that lesson, but there are some young people that do have that lesson.
1: It's hard. We talked earlier. I mean, the woman
6: you were just talking to, um, yeah, Alistair, Alistair right. she, that, she's a young woman who has that lesson. It's, it's, it's
2: always tough to make a change and keep your edge. You know, hockey players wear skates and they have an edge and that edge has to be kept sharp. And if it dulls out after one period of playing hockey, you have to sharpen it. So it's really tough sometimes to keep your edge and keep your mind focused while all these other changes are coming about not easy it's not easy the curveball is the hardest thing to hit and you have to sort of stay in the game and we were talking about that earlier today you got to stay in the game until you get there Um, and sometimes it takes a little bit a little bit of time you know I learned this lesson 15 years ago and I love what I do now and I've done a lot of things in my life never wrote a book I never was good enough to write a book I tried I did seven pages and I was that I don't know how you guys write books. I just don't understand
1: it. I know. It's pretty amazing to me. And Sally wrote a book also. So you've got a lot of authors here. Sally, you can describe that mic. But it's remarkable to see how much you've grown and how you just make Fridays look easy. <laughs>
2: right? Well,
1: I mean, we, we have to get the right camera angle for you, but that's what production it's is. It's funny it, because she, she
2: told me a dancer was coming and the floor and I said, I told Josh, what the floor is what the floor is I guess we have to sort of develop what right. we are gonna do with it on that end of the spectrum not on this end of the spectrum the floor is and they're going to do what they do right I can't change that so I wasn't interested in doing anything here it's how to capture the shot over there and you got to be quick enough with the cameras you got to be quick enough and we tried all those different angles as you saw and that's the it came
6: you know it, you know it's interesting because you're saying you had to you know you're doing all the little detail work details, on that right. but he's he's texting me also <laughs> and he's saying you know is the floor shiny, is it tile, like, I don't know is it, you know, yet. is it gonna be okay to dance on? I said well actually it's a cement floor, I don't know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't know and then I texted you what is there like something shiny on the floor?
1: <laughs> but I mean the, the ultimate professionals they were, they were incredible.
6: They and were, they were really, really and then finally show. he said to me, which is the positivity, he said whatever it is will make it work and That's I right. said yes we will we'll make it work however it is and it was beautiful it was beautiful so
1: nice job thank you let's take a commercial break when we come back let's talk to Sally let's talk to Lynette you're going to stay with us Lynn a lot of yeah I'm going to stay a lot of people to talk to I never realized there were so many people that wanted to write books
2: but this is what I was telling you everything changed he opened up Pandora's box right
1: we've got call me Zena. we've got a lot of things
2: Yeah, I want to talk about that too, but okay.
1: All right, stay tuned, a quick commercial break, and then we're going to wrap up this Friday afternoon. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back.
12: Welcome to Amp2TV, the first and only internet production company that's truly plugged in. When you're looking for a full-service internet radio, TV production company, discover Amp2TV. Amp2TV is a full-service media company that can provide all streaming videos, video studios, radio studios, and television studios Call us today at 866-224-5422 for no business is too small to grow to be accounted. It's time for your message to be seen. Let Ant2TV help get you there. Do you need a strong cup of coffee to get you through your day? Try your very own Brooklyn Cafe Show coffee. The official coffee of the Brooklyn Cafe Show. You can pick up a bag from us, or two. Contact us at 866-224-5422, or just stop on by. We're at 2400 Northwest Boca Raton Boulevard, Suite 13. Come on in, grab a bag of our signature Brooklyn Cafe coffee. The cafe doors are always open.
7: Stephanie Jaffe
5: is a world-renowned artist who creates one-of-a-kind pieces. Using a keen sense of color and composition, Her vibrant collages and mosaics integrate eclectic elements such as vintage keepsakes and fine china with blown glass and fired clay to create whimsical arrangements. For more information about her work, come down to the Brooklyn Cafe TV studio or go to stephaniejaffeart.com.
9: Welcome to Lost Harbor Spirits. A world where pirates inspire our spirits, treasures remain undiscovered, and flavors are infused with the essence of mysterious voyages. The distillery became one of the few women-owned craft spirits production sites in the U.S. From our award-winning spirits of vodka and rum to delicious gin, we're always coming up with some new and exciting flavors to keep your cocktails delicious and fresh. Contact Palm Beach Distillery at lostharborspirits.com
12: to take a tour or purchase your favorite spirit at your local liquor store. Imagine, this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. Guess what? They want your money and they can take it, all of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter right over here that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're gonna take it from you right now. So what do you do? you fight back by letting our team of experts work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And hey, we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws, and we'll fight really hard to save your money. So, if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. Five minutes of your time right now can save you thousands of dollars. And the best part, it's a free call. So please call right now.
7: Call 800-651-4808.
12: As your heater busted, computer crashed, appliance broken? Then you need ARW Home. Life's been pretty worry-free since I got coverage with ARW Home. Don't waste thousands of dollars on air conditioning, appliance repair, and replacements. Save that money with ARW Home. Protection plans that cover household appliances, systems, and electronics.
6: My air conditioning broke on a Sunday. I called ARW and they came out and fixed it right away.
12: Get your free quote today. Call or go to
7: arwhome.com now. Call 877-281-0289.
0: You've been watching the Brooklyn Cafe Show. Join us each day and after hours as we talk about the hot topics to open the conversations and share a few laughs. Now, back to Dawn and Freddie S. We're
2: back. I back. thought uh, Josh was going to play the guitar.
1: I'm waiting. Can you play the guitar, like rub your belly, play the guitar all at the same time?
2: Rub Can your you belly some- and play the guitar. Mm-hmm. That's,
1: <laughs> that's what you're going to get.
13: Welcome
1: back to our, gosh, our last segment. I can't believe it's the end of the week. But you Friday? stop saying that? It's pretty amazing. Right. It's pretty amazing. What? You make it
2: sound like there's never going to be another Friday again. Not
1: in August of 2022 there will be next friday we're already you know we September. did we
2: did close to two hours of positive thinking and we get there's no more fridays in <laughs> august this is what i gotta that's live with. that's a
1: fact but i'm excited that all of these authors that have come forward i'm cracking up over that thing that i bought yesterday i needed just to decompress stress less and decompress with katie so i went thrifting yesterday at you three o'clock clock? between our shows i have to go run some errands i wanted to get you fresh flowers so i'm like let me go thrifting on the way so I buy this clock, because I wanted to go get you flowers. And this clock is programmed, and it was $7 at the thrift store.
2: It it's says, a stick that goes like and this, it goes really, really and fast it generates the LED. a light. It says,
1: hello, and then it gives you the time. It's 1.36. So the time. 52 seconds, so that's accurate. Which
2: is all great, until we get to the next part.
1: Hello, Jennifer.
2: I love Jennifer.
1: I love Jennifer.
2: (laughs) I love Jennifer. So I I I love love
1: you, Jennifer. I love you, Jennifer. what it says on my So if your
2: name is Jennifer, (laughs) this clock is for you. January
1: 2nd of 2000. So that clock is clearly 22 years old, going on 23. No,
2: the guy just didn't know how to put a 2022 (laughs) on it.
1: And we gave it to Josh to figure out batteries. what plugs in. He
2: said he erased all that. And there it is.
1: I love you, Jennifer. So, Jennifer, we got your clock.
2: That's right. If you call in, you win your class.
1: the small things in life and alana says i love that you go thrifting in the middle of the day i just they were you guys were doing production i'm like i just got to get out of here so but we're back
2: you remind <laughs> me of the lady that goes out comes back with an alligator and it says oh <laughs> look what i found
1: i thought oh, freddie will love this oh, and I'm, i should have paid only five dollars there's a five dollar sticker and a seven i should go back but it goes to a good quality it's hilarious it's the hospice by the sea thrift store i went to looking for new set things it's hilarious i anyway, know we've got sally with us we've got lynette we haven't seen lynette in a little bit and lynette is the head of our new sales department here at the brooklyn cafe ant media studio so we're excited to see what she's come what up have you with been up
2: to? yeah what, what do you have got you
1: cooking, over cooking over there
8: well I spent two days in miami uh visiting some friends and i seen the uh, roger water concert
2: who's roger water
8: He's like the head of um, Pink Floyd or the guy that did it. I'm really not into oh. music, so I lasted five minutes. <laughs> it was too crowded for me and a little mm. too loud. Like a moss But it was a nice trip, you know. Um, I spent a lot of time resting and some time in the sun and meeting some interesting people, so life's good.
1: You meet a lot of interesting people.
2: Yes, she does. Yes. It's like the, 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 the red carpet to interesting people.
1: So as we're going into fall, what are we looking forward to? Getting some different people, different ideas on this show?
8: Absolutely, I mean, um, there's so much going on right now with everyone and it seems like there's, as you guys know, a big, big transition. Everyone I know is going through a major change in their life, you know, and people are, are, are more aware and they are going into these life-changing things. Like two of my sisters uh, back in Canada sold their homes this week and all of a sudden they're having to find somewhere to move sudden, all of a sudden, you know, these are good positive changes but also very stressful. So, so I that, think um, self-care is something we really need to focus on and I think that's something that we'll be bringing in here more information
1: on yes selling a house they say is the second most stressful thing in your life to death They say death is number one selling your house is number two and mm-hmm. I moved a, I can't believe I moved a year ago hey I just went through it so I know what it's like
2: and it's it, only stressful when you got no place to go
1: not true just no. the packing the decluttering, de- de-cluttering. We somewhere for a long time I'd lived there for 25 years it was a lot of things to go through and emotions and memories you've got all your kids trophies
2: listen <laughs> I lived almost a year with boxes I was in no hurry to unpack these boxes mm-hmm. the reason I did is because I wanted the garage for my car so I had to cut it up that's why I walk around with this knife by the way how Cutting long you lived in that house 12 years
1: so you still have the knife in your pocket yeah,
2: because for 11 <laughs> never years, know. I was opening boxes. <laughs> do you see how quickly I opened? I, I, I became like a trigger. Open a box. A box came, open the box. Box there, open it. You love opening boxes. I do. But moving is something that you can do over time. If I was going to stay in this house, I would still be opening boxes. It's
1: no stressful.
2: Man, nah, it's, no, it's the
8: emotional connotation of everything you own. You have to go through it and remind you of... Women.
2: Like memories. Women. No, women,
8: women (laughs)
2: love to dress up a house Yeah. because you grew up with dollhouses. You have that concept and you want it to be like Barbie, Barbie's townhouse. You want everything in place. If it's crooked it's no good, if it's there, no good. And then you move it around. How many times do you move that couch? I sat down, couch was missing. I'm on the floor. (laughs) Said, where's the couch now? It's over there. It's over there. Women, that is not a man trait no most men not a trait. women love to organize a house
8: well men love to have a couch on football sunday
2: <laughs> that's right we, we all we need is a tv a fridge and a sofa
1: but i'm excited to see what new ideas and guests that you bring in so that'll be a whole lot of fun as we go into next one. football guys football fall we should do a football world actually. cup as well
2: we do that's mondays with
1: For uh, talk radio
2: yeah that's our sports we have almost everything covered we got games Oh, I'm gonna invite all of you to play on Thursdays. We have a game, a trivia game, called Movie Wars at 11 o'clock. And we will we invite everybody to come in and challenge our two champions who only won their first trophy. I think it's the
1: second one they won. It's our
2: second. Oh. oh, I didn't know he was in the room. But I invite you guys to come in and play Movie Wars, if you know movies and things like that. It's a, it's a game that they play, kids put together. I love it i sit there and i watch they actually tamed it down to 33 minutes that's the best they've ever done
1: it's because they won and no one did karaoke they had to eat the bean boozled it
2: it was that and we had to tighten up on the board
1: yeah
8: and also um as i mentioned to don she has a daughter in college right me yeah no oh well she graduated anyway the point is is that um dorm safety you know like women young women going to college uh, women in general, uh, like self-defense, that kind of stuff. Tips to protect the girl, women and girls in our lives. You know, just that's something else we really want to focus on right now. I think everyone, given that as long as the road goes on and there's all the surveillance and everything else, it's still happening every day.
1: Well, we have a new client, PI Network oh, yeah. Florida, and that's exactly what she focuses on. Is they'll run background checks. For men and women to see who you're dating, even for scams, different companies. So she was on on Monday and they're a new client that we're going to be working with.
2: That was an unbelievable show. A scam. And the scam show yesterday, which uh, touched by Angel, she had a police officer uh, that works the scam department. And do you believe I was doing a show at the radio station while she was here doing the show? Lynn's show, I think. Um Huh?
1: The desk, you said, is
2: when you started. No, so I was sharing Lynn's show out. Right. And I got scammed right there. Boom. Yep. And they shut down my account because Facebook has this thing now that they shut your account down. If somebody tries to break in. So this gentleman was in West Palm Beach. They even identified where he was. And he's talking to me on Messenger as he's scamming me. And he And they shut down the accounts. I changed the password. Now I'm talking to the scammer. So I'm saying, okay, buddy, what do you want? And he says, oh, we want to help you because we see that you've locked yourself out of your Facebook account. So that wasn't mean. If you're Facebook, you would know this. And Facebook does not talk to you. There ain't nobody at Facebook to chat with. True that.
8: My friend, too, at the Bank of America, got a call the other day from Bank of America, sent a code and everything to his phone. You know, and, like, it was not the Bank of America. And the thing is, if you're not having a problem, why is the bank calling you? You should be calling the bank. That's the bottom line. But these scams are everywhere right now. And it's scary that these hackers could very easily assess your accounts, you know.
2: And the funny thing here is Facebook will never talk to you. (laughs) They won't (laughs) chat with you. They won't ask you for your password. But they will lock you out and make you change your password, which is what I had to do. Now this guy is talking to me on the phone, on Messenger, talking about how different things are going on we want to so I blocked him and I let Facebook know um, what was going on with that as well so it's
8: easy I've had two people logged into my Facebook
2: account that weren't me before and it's in Palmetto Bay change your change your password every month is what they recommend
1: Interesting. all right so more to come with Lynette we're gonna get Kenny love a mic but in the meantime we have to talk to Sally for call me Zena because since your show on Monday yeah, what
2: the hell did you do <laughs>
1: My, I get all these notifications. I have a whole lot. Who's yeah. talking to your mic? Yeah. The phone oh, rang I mean, Tuesday well, morning. Let's do that. Oh, I'm no, sorry. Wednesday oh, morning.
2: We actually take phone calls now.
1: Wednesday morning, the phone calls. Hi, the same meeting. We her. need oh, to
2: talk to her meeting. I
1: need to talk yeah. to Sally now, and well, Sally's not here. It's eight thirty in the morning. Well, how fast can she call me back? I've got an issue with uh and he he had a whole issue.
14: Oh, I've had a few. Really, kind of sad ones. Actually, I have responded to. How one are they
1: person. finding you?
14: I don't know. <laughs> this is how my life's gone, anyway. So I'm not too. But this is what you wanted. Absolutely, absolutely. Other than the other day, I'm sitting having dinner with Steve, and we're on Facebook, and I'm getting this person, and he's going, "Who is this?" I s- I'm saying, "My fan club now." <laughs> he's okay. Suddenly, we look, and oh my God, I got a photograph we saw who he was he said very happily married no he wasn't married he'd widowed a gentleman in his maybe 50s looking after his child he wanted to get to know me and steves going what do you mean he wants i said well i have to be nice <laughs> not that nice so, so no because suddenly we talking about this we reported it we i got a picture everything it was a scam.
2: everything oh,
14: oh my goodness.
2: terrible so steves got
14: his body <laughs> His every, all I, I would have laughed. Is, is I think, everything.
2: I, I would have said, "Really, this is all you got?" <laughs> i well, be embarrassed to send this say this out. I to
14: say, Steve said, "What the heck?"
2: Who's I would have said, I said and then I would have sent him a picture back and it says, "I'm bigger than you." No, he
14: got hold of the phone <laughs> and as, said, as "You need man to on. stop with
2: As a man talking, right? I would have sent it back polite. and says, "You're talking to a guy. Check me out." <laughs> well, at that point, I was being very polite. After that, I wasn't. Sometimes you can't be polite. But the other stuff, yeah. the good stuff, yeah. yes. people no, are everybody. reaching out yes. and they are asking. And we're going to let you know that when she does her show, we're going to have an open forum. We're going to set up a microphone where you can ask your but questions. We you have to say
1: what well, questions, what your platform is, because we've had some new people in here are thinking, who are you? What are these questions? What are you talking about? What, what it, do you do? It's a yeah, mystery.
2: <laughs>
14: no, I can answer. I will answer personal questions because I am getting a lot people but calling in
1: psychic questions psychic, the other yes, side yes. she's mm. sally is a medium she has her collective of angels and guides that, correct that work with her
2: that's correct. right. and she covers all bases and i'm happy
14: question. if someone calls in you know obviously i'll do my best to answer i seem to be accurate so they're pretty good at letting me know what's going on with them
1: and you're getting and a happy. lot of messages yes i
14: am yeah and they're
1: not short they're
14: yeah. Pages. I know. I'm I know.
1: scrolling and I'm looking. Oh, my. And I just send them over to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because
14: they're beyond the no, but page. I've had a lot coming through on just Facebook Messenger, which I don't know if you've even aware of. I can't I've keep, got up about 10 <laughs> I keep up and with them. I'm glad you keep up with them. That's great, though. I'm I happy to answer any questions. Line up.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, I got to ask you, when you, how do I say this? Because I, I do another show and another show that, that does this kind of work. When you ask a question and you get an answer, certain things happen in your life, the one asking the questions. Certain things linger in your life as you go along. All of a sudden, you start to have different aromas, and all of a sudden, different things begin to happen. Can you tell me why that is?
14: Well, I think you're getting in tune with what I would call on the other side of the veil, the other side, our spirits. It actually, mine started very much with smell. I was paint well, it started with my painting. I was painting, and I had no idea that I could do it. But as I was painting, I was getting a distinct smell of perfume. And if it wasn't, at first I said, well, what's that? It must be something I have on me. But as we went along, as I went along, at that time, Alda was kind of telling me exactly what was going on. I continued to smell this smell. So there, at that point, I wanted to know who was with me. I got the answer, it was a lady who was watching me. I wasn't aware of her in this life, I hadn't met her, but she was very interested and she was watching me paint. So smelling is one perfume I got, but it could be a number of It's things. funny,
2: ever since I've met you, I go to the radio station and I have these different smells. Now I don't say anything because people are gonna think I'm a little cuckoo over the cuckoo's nest. But I don't say well, anything. But the me. other day, Braxton had Bengay on. And he was sitting all across, all the way around to the room. So
1: and he, he said to me, what are you wearing? What, what are you wearing? wearing? I said, yeah. nothing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I
2: smell Bengay. I'm I like, smell Bengay. And the funny thing is that when I go to the radio station, because I don't tell them what I do here. Right. There are certain smells, certain aromas, certain perfumes.
14: They are able to do that. I also get cigarette smoke sometimes. Who is smoking around here? I went to my girlfriend's house a couple of years ago, and I said, who's been smoking? But then she said, that's her husband's name who had passed. His name was um, Al. That's Al again. He's in here. And he was smoking, and he was there because he gave me several messages.
1: It's funny. It goes back to when we talked about (laughs) trusting your gut. And I said something to Freddie today because there was something going on. Why didn't you tell me that?
2: And we're back to this. And again. we're
1: back to this. Why did you let me sit and linger in this for three days? And he says, Because how are you going to learn if I tell you? Like, oh, oh my God. Seriously? Yeah. Did you learn? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I learned to trust my gut and my intuition. <laughs> but isn't that, that what we've thrifting? been talking about
2: all day today? Isn't that what we've been saying? You sort of got to learn the lesson, right? <laughs> I learned the lesson, yes. And then she says, Okay, I'm going to clear this up. And she went out. She did her thing, and everything feels better. It doesn't have that lingering effect. Everybody in this was house just, was fat asleep sleep yesterday. It
1: was just me. And when I saw Bax, I said, "I, I got to go home. I'm really tired." And I said, "That's it. I got things I got to take care of in this house today." And I went out. I did what I had to do, and everyone's awake and doing what they have to do today. But it's if you believe in those energies, there's a lot of people that come in here, and a lot. It's not just the physical people that come in.
14: It's the other people that come with well, it's them it's the timing too because i walked in i i wasn't sure you know what you have been talking about but immediately i heard something as you started to speak about um i lost everything and i know what it was like and i i was a little i'm a little older than in my 20s and 30s so i totally related to what you said but i walk in at that moment and also with my book i walk in and you're here too so and we had met. (laughs) But nothing in my life I feel is coincidental. It just follows and you know, I do believe and I think that's a very big part of it. If you believe that it's going to happen, I truly believe that it does happen to you.
2: You know, the amazing thing is that on the back end, we've been fixing things to accommodate what you do. Uh, Josh has been helping me, um, military has been helping me, the phone system, how to get it done because I want people to start calling in right? and I want people to start coming in. Uh, and this will change your life. I mean, it's gotten to a point where I, I do it at another studio. I have to go to another studio. I'm not, even, as you tell me I'm not that. even allowed in the studio with her anymore because apparently there is something going on around us. Vibrational energy. That's right. I'm and kind it's of increasing. okay
14: with that up to a point unless there's something, because I'm an empath too, so I can feel it. But... I can over. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm any better than anyone else. But if I'm aware that it's there, and I learnt a lot again. I keep talking about Aldo, and I'm sorry, but he was a big part of helping me with this. As long as you put a protective shield around you, it's obviously we can say it's in our imagination. But I do that, and I don't. If you're scared, guess what? Stuff happens. But if you're not scared and you have no fear, for myself, I can only talk for myself too. I don't have fear in this journey and I feel that it, it's okay. I mean, if there's something really disrupting me, I will say something, but I think I'm able to. Well,
2: to, there's something going on right now. In here? In the world. Oh. There's something going on right now. We're not sending this spaceship up Monday, coincidentally. This there there is a reason everything that's going on right now, and it's to be continued. And we had this talk all week and what people don't understand is that a lot of the things we apparently went to the moon and we are making tests as to going to the moon again. It makes no sense. But something's going on energetically. I What's was actually thing?
14: talking to Steve a little about this this morning, actually, because I've, I love anything to do with outer space because this is where I traveled. And I feel that we're getting very close to a disclosure. Can I tell you how they're going to disclose? No, but I do feel very You're the second
2: person this week that said that. I feel it. I absolutely feel it. Frank he said the Mm -hmm. same thing. He's actually going to write a book about it. I know someone
8: who worked with the government in this sector, and he's told me a lot about it. I can get him on the show if you want, but he said that a lot is going to be exposed this year about what really went on, and there are seven races, he said, and he, he told the whole thing.
2: There's something going
8: on right now. There's something going on, and the thing is, Tr- they tried to hide it, but it's
2: uh, mm-hmm. inevitable. Well, you can't, you can't hide an elephant under a rug. My son, who works for NASA, was the only one not allowed to see the, the, sh- the shot on Monday. And I said to him, why? He says, probably because they know I'm your son and we're gonna <laughs> say something.
1: Yeah. Know, or someone has to stay in the office. <laughs> and that's the excuse
2: gave. But I wanna get to Kenny before we disappear here. It's just amazing what your show brings. And that's Monday. Monday's at 3 o'clock. At 3 o'clock. Yes. And I think I want to do something a little bit more elaborate to push it along. Beautiful. Because I just get this feeling starting Monday, you're going to start seeing bigger bigger changes coming along. And I'm going to announce again, we're going to be working, not this weekend, next weekend on our TV deal. That's why we're going to move the music to that piece, by the way.
1: It's going to be, I have to ask Eileen, that before we go. Do you have a grandmother who's very serious? A grandmother? Of your two?
6: Of what?
1: Your grandmother's. There's one who's very serious. Right,
6: right.
1: I don't know. She's right there with you, and she's oh, got to oh. talk to Sally, so.
14: I feel so, too. I'm not getting her name, but she, here we go. Sorry. Got, she's, like, we, she's like, we, I got something
1: we, to say, we, but we're going go we'll to go to Kenny. Let's go to Kenny. Yeah. Kenny, where are you? <laughs> He's over there. There, there. you go.
2: Where's your mic? <laughs> yeah. Right here,
4: Freddie.
2: Where's your <laughs> mic? <laughs> you, there love you, love you go. Don't tell <laughs> people that. I
4: everybody that because that's what's happening
2: Josh, be world. quiet. It's love.
4: it's love. The world is transforming with love. And Dawn Love, I love you so much. Love, love you too, By Kenny. Hour, ball, love ball, Dawn Love. You guys are such love, spreading love all over the world here. I love you so much. I love you all, each and every one of you here. Josh, I want to wish you a happy birthday, Josh Love. Happy birthday. Um, Sally's going to be on the Florida love show next Friday and Sally love has been exploding with love. I've been watching her spread love all over the world and you're even talking about it. So what's transforming is love Mm -hmm. and this show is going to be amazing. I've been waiting for this show because one of the sisters, there's two sisters on the show. Um, they're from Africa. They're from Ghana and we're going to be loving their dad who just passed two years ago in Ghana and the sister had to drive from utah to move to florida i had to wait for her to be on the show so she just arrived so i am like so excited not just to create world love but africa love i'm so excited to love africa
2: it's funny because i got to produce the pieces that you're going to be showing today and i saw the pictures the sisters yes but one of the beautiful one of the sisters that is coming forward i have this thing with pictures don't ask me why but pictures reveal a lot of things to me but one of the sisters and i don't know which one when i see them i will i'm going to share a secret with you when she walks in the door
4: Hmm. love love is spreading (laughs) i'm
2: just telling you i don't know what is going on i don't know i do something is going on this
1: one has changed the vibration
4: Yes. something's going on so Sally jumped into the Florida Love Show next Friday she stayed last show she's going to stay this show if she wants I love her, love her, love her she's transforming with love and the two sisters are transforming with love and again I am so excited to love Africa and the world today I'm like it is just we only have now to love each other I could pass right now and you know we forget that but we only have now so I love you guys so much, Dawn and Freddie Love. And you are mushball, love ball, Freddie. Mushball, Loveball. because he's a
2: Mets fan. Yes, and a
4: Mets fan well, and we a We love Jets you, Ken. And we're
1: looking forward to a great show. It's so going to be a great show.
4: show. I'm so excited to love the world.
1: To get ready for your show. And thank you all for joining us. Lynn, thank you for staying with us. Everyone seems to be writing a book these days. And Eileen, thank you. Great show. Because wait, all wait, wait. With Lynn, you.
2: what time show? Lynn? Five thirty
1: 30 on thursdays
2: 5 30 on thursday the
1: editor's desk eileen is on fridays at 11 o'clock sally's show mondays at three o'clock just call me Zena. so she talks to the other side get your questions and calls ready for monday Write in you can find her on social media you can call the show if there's someone you want to connect with on the other side or you want to know some pressing question while you're here in this physical lifetime Sally and her collector over here.
2: And if you want to be on our show or work any kind of deal with us to be on your show, bring your show forward, talk to Doc in the house as well. So. And we have Kenny Love coming up at... Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Don't miss this. Today is going to be a special Super Duper show.
1: Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe. Be kind to each other. And we'll see you Florida Love and then Monday, 9 a.m. drive time. And
2: as always, don't be late.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Well, that's about it for today. Even though the show is over, the Broken Cafe is always open for business. You're invited to join the fun every day from twelve to two. If you miss some of the laughs from today, Don and Freddie S. will bring you more good cheer next time. You can follow the Broken Cafe on Facebook at the Broken Cafe TV to rewatch every minute of the show.